Asher was born in Berlin, Germany on January 28, 1920. She was Jewish and survived the Holocaust. Inga lived in an apartment with her parents and older sister. She had a good education and was fairly wealthy. Her dad owned a shop and her mom worked multiple jobs throughout her life. She went to a German school and was friends and neighbors with Jews and non-Jews. Overall, her life was pretty good other than the occasional anti-Semitism directed towards her. Everything changed when she was 13 because in 1933, Hitler came to power in Germany. She was forced to switch to the Jewish school and all her former friends, classmates, and neighbors that weren't Jewish started treating her differently. Despite the discrimination, her life was still pretty good until she was 18. On November 9th, 1938, it was the Night of Broken Glass, or Kristallnacht. Kristallnacht is when the Nazis came into the streets of Berlin and other areas and they burned synagogues, Jewish-owned businesses, and Jewish religious books, along with arresting all the Jewish men they could find. A few days before, some family in France had warned her father to go hide at their grandmother's house, and her sister was doing a foreign exchange program in France, so it was just Inga and her mom in the apartment. Her father's shop was burned, but all four of them made it through safely. Her father stayed at their grandmother's house for a few more days just to make sure he was in the clear. They knew they couldn't stay in Germany, so Inga went to a local shop and bribed the owner into showing her some tickets out of Germany. Her father had to come to the shop due to some complications with the check, but they walked out with three temporary bookings for Shanghai. This was enough to prove to any Nazis that they were already on their way out of Germany, but the tickets weren't for June, so they had many months to wait. During these few months, all of their valuable or new items were taken, they were put on a curfew, and they had to go out of town just to go grocery shopping so they wouldn't be recognized. Any non-Jewish friends who were still nice up to this point stopped being nice, and they even moved out of their apartment and into Inga's friend's house. Soon enough, though, it was June, and they were on a train to Italy. They had some difficulties crossing the borders because their passports were marked with big J's, but they were able to pass eventually. They stayed in Italy for two days, and while there, the local Jewish people helped by letting them stay in the basement of the synagogue, which was safe because it had a hidden back door. They made it through and were now boarding the Bianca Mano Conte. Inga says that the ship was pretty, the food was nice, and the journey lasted 28 days. When they arrived in Shanghai, and more specifically the suburb of Hongqiu, Inga remembers everything being so weird, from the smells, to the noises, to the clothes, etc. They were brought to an old school where they were registered and had bunk beds to sleep in. The next day, they went out to find a house. They ended up renting a bedroom in a small house with a bunch of other Jewish families, which was a pretty common thing to do. The house was small and had a lot of people in it, but it was nice and clean. They were able to get money by selling items at the flea market, and they were given food at a soup kitchen. It was pretty difficult to get jobs, but they managed. Their life was different in Shanghai, but they were doing fine for now. Once the war started, it was proposed that the Jews should be separated from the rest of the people in Hongqiu. They were forced out of their nice, clean houses and into the most run-down houses in the area. This new area became known as the Shanghai Ghetto. A ghetto is a neighborhood where they would force Jews to move to separate them from the rest of society and keep track of them more easily. Most of the time, people weren't allowed to leave the ghettos and they were under strict rules. This was definitely the case in the Shanghai ghetto as they weren't allowed to leave without a pass and had an awful Japanese manner, man in charge. After Pearl Harbor, they were also forced to wear identifying armbands so everyone would know they were Jewish. At this time, the Japanese were offered gas chambers from the Germans to get rid of the Jews in the area altogether. 
Thankfully, the emperor denied because he was fighting a war, not mass murdering. One particularly bad memory Inga has of the ghetto is when she got sick and visited the local doctor and he told her to go to the Chinese hospital. She asked Mr. Goya, the man in charge of the ghetto, for a pass out and he denied her because he said even if she died, it would just be one less Jew. Obviously, Inga made it through the sickness okay and even had some good memories from the ghetto. She liked the Chinese market and said that the restaurants were really nice, especially in the summer. She even met her husband in the ghetto. His name was Mac Asher and went by Mackie. They met at a swimming pool and after some run-ins with an ex-girlfriend and a day of giving him the cold shoulder, they started dating. She even introduced him to her family when, and when some family in Germany told them they should go to America, he came with them. All four of them boarded the ship and when they arrived in America, Mackie actually tried to break up with Inga because he felt he wasn't good enough for her. A man who had overheard their conversation came up to them and told them they should be in love. They got married three days later and bought a shop from the same man. This is where she was reunited with her sister and many other friends and family members. Inga remained in Chicago for most of her life once the war was over. She's traveled all over the world, including going back to Germany, and had two daughters. She's kept in touch with many of her friends who also survived the Holocaust, but has no idea what happened to any of her friends from her childhood in Germany. She also doesn't know what happened to her dad's side of the family, but does know that no one from her mom's side made it. Inga considers this the worst thing that happened to her through all of this, as she was very close to her mom's side. Inga says at the end of her interview that she thinks it's very important to talk about the Holocaust as much as possible and never forget that it happened. I completely agree with this because although Inga didn't go through a concentration camp or lose any immediate family member, she still gets frightened whenever she hears a loud noise and still notices tons of anti-Semitism around the world. So even though we haven't had another event as bad as the Holocaust, anti-Semitism is still very much alive.